0: One of the familiar scripture portions of the Gospels is John chapter 11. Any of you remember, without going there, what is there in John chapter 11? Any of you? Okay, let's go there. Let's go to John chapter 11 and find out what's there. What is in John chapter eleven? Tell me. Tell me if you know. You tell just word one word one name maybe. Lazarus. Okay, got it. Lazarus. Chapter eleven, John talks about a precious family that Jesus loved most often. By name, Lazarus, and his sisters Mary and Martha. Any of you remember where they lived? They lived in a village by name Bethany. Right? So they lived, Lazarus and Mary and Martha, they lived in the village by name Bethany. You now, Jesus, every time he visits that place, he often used to go and be with these dear, precious people. Now, when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, scripture says Jesus continued to stay in the place where he was staying for two more days and eventually lazarus died because jesus did not come on time to heal him from his sicknesses and scripture also says that jesus when jesus came lazarus was already in the tomb for four long days so lazarus died and he was buried he was in the tomb for already four long days now when jesus came mary and martha they went and they received jesus and they told something which is precious they told lord jesus christ lord if you would have been here my brother would not have died you know that is so true that lord jesus if you would have been here my brother would not have died but now my brother died already now jesus was talking to them about the resurrection and also the eternal life and jesus was trying to bring some hope in that hopeless situation As Mary and Martha were weeping together, Jesus turned to them and he asked, Where have you laid him? Show me the tomb where you have laid Lazarus. And probably they took Jesus to the place where Lazarus was buried. And Jesus was talking to them. He was encouraging their faith at that moment. And Mary and Martha, they couldn't control their emotions and they were just crying. Scripture also says, Jesus wept at that moment. You know, it was such a situation that Jesus was about to perform a miracle there. As they were moving towards the tomb where Lazarus was buried, Scripture says, let's go to John chapter 11, verses 38 to 44. Let's read from John chapter 11, verse 38. Then Jesus again, groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead for days. Jesus said to her, Did, you, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was laying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you send me. Now when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave cloths. And his face was wrapped with a cloth, Jesus said to them, Lose him and let him go. You know, we see as we read the scriptures, as we started reading in the beginning of verse 39, scripture says, Jesus said, Take away the stone. Take away the stone. We see there was a stone kept at the entrance of the tomb, entrance of the cave. Probably that could have prevented Lazarus coming out even after Jesus raising him from the death. There was a stone kept at the entrance of the cave. If the stone would not have been removed, probably gee, Lazarus, even though he was raised back from the dead, he could not have come out of the tomb. You know, scripture tells me today as I was reading this scripture, there are blessings in our lives that we are not able to experience even after God has blessed us in those areas. Lazarus was raised from the dead, but if the stone would not have been removed, probably Lazarus could not have come out of the tomb. There are blessings in our lives that God has promised. God has already given those blessings in our lives, but we are not able to experience those blessings in our lives. And today, Jesus is telling you and me that we need to take away that stone in our lives. A stone that is preventing those blessings in our lives. You know, there are areas in our lives we struggle over a period of time. Maybe sicknesses, maybe our finances. Maybe some of our relationships. Maybe some of our job situations. are What kind of blessing that we are seeking after in this world. Scripture says if you believe in Lord God, those blessings belong to you. In Exodus 15, 26, word of God very clearly says, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. Scripture very clearly says, I will not put any of those diseases that came upon the Egyptians. The blessing is already given to us. The promise is already given to us. Lazarus is already raised from the dead. But there was a stone which was kept at the entrance of the cave. And today in the same way, the promises is already given and we are able to believe. But there, are, there is stone, one or many. Which are preventing those blessings in our lives. What about our finances? Psalm 128 verse 3. Sorry, Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. Scripture says, You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. This promise is true for our own life, our individual life, our family life, our church, and as a nation together. Think about our nations. Are they borrowing money? Are they lending money? Think about our nations. Are they borrowing or lending? Word Word of God promises saying that you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Godly nations... If they are not able to lend money instead, if they are, they are borrowing money from other nations, there is something terribly wrong. If we are not able to do this in spite of God's promises being given to us, if we are not able to do this, then there is something which is terribly wrong. And Word of God says, we need to take away the stone that is preventing the blessings which word of God promises today. Psalm 128 verse 3 says, Psalm 128 verse 3, Your wife shall be a fruitful wine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Look at the families around us. Many of the families, they are not able to sit together in the dining table and have a meal together. Because they don't go with each other. Whereas the word of God promises saying that your wife will be like a fruitful wine in the very heart of your house. And your children are like olive plants all around the table. Where Where is the unity among our families? Many of the families around us are separated today. We don't see the family unity anymore. God's promise is given. Maybe we are born Christians. Or not. But we believe in the promise in the word of God but we are still not able to experience that promise in our lives and Jesus is telling us to take away the stone that is preventing that blessing from our lives Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 for I know the plans I have for you I'm reading it from NIV declares the Lord plans to prosper you And not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord what kind of plan God is having for us plans to prosper us and not to harm us plans to give us hope and a future you know God's word promises us a blessed a bright future but in spite of the promises if we are not able to get that promise Maybe in our job situation, maybe in our life on this earth. If you are not receiving that blessing in our lives, Jesus is telling us that we need to take away that stone that is preventing such blessings in our lives. As I said, God has already given us healing. God has already, you know, took the debt condition of our family. God has already blessed our family with unity. God has already blessed with the job And even better job situation But in spite of having all these things If we are still experiencing sickness in our body If we are still experiencing financial difficulties and debt If we are still experiencing broken families If we are still experiencing joblessness God is telling us that it is time that we need to take away the stone That is preventing such a precious blessing that God has promised to us A stone sitting at the entrance of the tomb would not have allowed Lazarus to come forth even if he was raised from the dead. He may be sitting inside the tomb alive, alive because there is a big stone which is kept in front of the tomb. You know, Jesus who raised Lazarus from the dead probably could have pushed that stone aside. Or Jesus could have told, Lazarus, you get up, you arise and push that stone and come forth. Or Jesus could have said a word, the stone would have moved. But Jesus did not do that. What Jesus did? Jesus asked them to take away the stone. Jesus could raise Lazarus from the dead. But Jesus did not want to remove that stone. Are you listening to me? Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead but he did not want to remove that stone he asked whom to remove the stone the people who are standing there you know they are supposed to remove the stone for Lazarus to come out now today god has blessed us with all these promises and he has given us such a blessings but still if you are not able to experience that blessing in our lives who should remove the stone who should remove the stone Tell me, who should remove the stone? We should remove the stone in spite of all the blessings and promises which are given. And we are believing those promises, but we are not experiencing those promises. It is time that we need to remove the stone which is preventing those blessings in our lives. What are those stones in our lives? Can you just take a moment and think about it? And I have listed a few. And we may have our own stones in our lives That are blessing the promises a stone of unbelief we know that God is able to do things but we don't believe in God and he cannot perform a miracle for us a stone of unbelief a stone of disobeying God's Word we know the promises are given and with the condition saying that if you obey the Word of God all these blessings will come in your life a stone of disobedience, a stone of accursed objects. You know, in our houses, sometimes we keep some of those objects, maybe some statues, statues, maybe some pictures, some wall hangings, some of those things which we worshipped earlier in our earlier days. Or even our ancestors may be still worshipping those objects. They are called cursed objects in the word of God. If you keep such objects in our houses, if you hang such pictures, it may be photos of some of our ancestors. If you keep such things, scripture doesn't room give room for those things. I don't want to do that in my house. I don't want to keep my father's pictures and maybe put a light there. I don't want to do that. I know it's a curse. It is going to bring curse to me. I want the promises of God, the word of God to hang in my walls. If we keep such objects in our lives, it may be some pictures or whatever. You may have a scenery that may be fine. You may have a flower or you know some beautiful bird or whatever. That may be fine. But there are certain objects the devil likes. The devil could smell and the devil could get access through those objects into our families. They will bring, they will prevent, they will stand like a stone in our lives. They will prevent those blessings. I have heard many testimonies. I have seen with my own eyes devil telling that, that's where I am residing in your house, inside your house. Some of the occultic practices such as medium, fortune telling, Palm reading, crystal balls, witchcraft, sorcery, astrology, numerology. You know, all these occultic practices will prevent that blessings in our lives. Why are we talking about this? These practices are, even today, very well among the Christians. You may be knowing many Christians who still believe in palmistry, who still believe in numerology, who still do all these kind of things. And these kind of things will bless will prevent god's blessings in our lives a stone of bitterness a stone of hatred a stone of unforgiveness today people doesn't people they don't want to talk to each other because they don't like each other they come inside this church and sit together but they don't talk to each other a stone of robbing god by not giving what belongs to god scripture very 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 clearly says One-tenth of all our income that belongs to God. And how many of us rob that income by not giving to God? And that can stand as a stone in our lives, preventing the blessing of God. A stone of not obeying and fulfilling God's call in our lives. God's purpose in our lives. You know, God has brought us into this nation with a purpose. Every one of us need to realize, we need to understand, Lord, why you brought me to this nation? I don't think God has brought us to this nation just for our children to get a better education, not just for that. Or God has brought us to this nation, maybe have a better job opportunity or better income, not for that. There is a purpose of God bringing us to this nation. The moment we go away from the calling of God, the purpose of God that comes and stands as a stone in our lives, and that is going to prevent that blessing, and Jesus is telling us we need to take away this stone. A stone of, at times, raising our hands and our voices against God's anointed people. You know, there are many times we give, we we have a loose talk about some of those ministers of God, some of those people of God, and God is telling us not to tell anything about them. You know, they would have done maybe some mistakes. They would have committed certain things in their lives. But why don't we just leave that to God for God to deal with those things. You know, if we do get into our lives into some of those practices, they will eventually come and stand like a stone in front of us, preventing God's blessings in our lives. You know, many of our sicknesses will leave our body. The moment we confess those things, many of the blessings that we are withheld in our lives, once we confess those things, we will receive those blessings in our lives our families will be reunited god's blessing will be seen in our families we may get a job or we may get better job situation once we confess those things that are seen in our lives eventually the stone has to be removed from the tomb for Lazarus to come out from his death situation you know as you listen to me and i believe god is telling us this evening there are areas in our lives where we keep listening both the voice of the holy spirit And the voice of our flesh. And the voice of the devil. And God is telling us, it is time that we need to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. It is time that we need to start obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit. How do we recognize it is the voice of the Holy Spirit? There are certain things which are spoken into your lives repeatedly. You turn to the left, you turn to the right. Every time you keep hearing those things, that simply tells you that God is speaking to you. That simply tells us that God wants us to get out of those situations in our lives in order to receive the the blessing of God. I want to close by reading two scriptures from Deuteronomy chapter 28 where God has spoken blessing and curse in the same scripture, in the same chapter. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let's read verse 1 and 2. Scripture says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I commanded you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Word of God very clearly says, and it goes on and on and listing all the blessings of God from verse 3 until verse 14. And what these two verses say, they say very clearly that if you are diligently, if you are very carefully listening the voice of the Holy Spirit and obeying the word of God, the words that God has commanded you to obey, Scripture says very clearly, I will set you high above all nations of this earth. Why some of the nations are going down economically. They are not very careful to obey the commandment of God. You know, that's very clear from this verse. If they obey the commandment of God... They will be set on high. And verse 2 says, And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. The moment we show obedience to the word of God, the moment we are willing to take away the stone from our lives, word of God gives us promises and blessings. And God says, Such a blessings are going to come and overtake you. Any curse that is seen in your life will be turned into a blessing. But at the same time, let's read verses 15 and 16 maybe, or verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. There are a number of curses which are listed from that onwards. We don't need to go through it but scripture says something which is very clear if we do not obey the commandment of God if we are not willing to take away the stone that is preventing that blessing in our lives scripture is very clear God cannot bless us there can be either of this either the blessing of God or the curse that is brought by the devil God doesn't want to curse us But the moment God's blessing is taken out of us, our lives We are subjected to the curse that the enemy has brought into our lives Some of the sicknesses in our body which doesn't leave The premature death that people encounter today Are not given by God It is by the enemy who brought those things into this world but you know what they, they fail to do one thing which is very precious they fail to obey the commandment of god the moment they fail to obey the moment the people of god start living like normal people any other people on this world the moment god's hand is taken out of them they are subjected to the attack of the enemy and the enemy who brings all these curses into their lives and lazarus would have been there in the tomb on that day if the stone would not have been removed But graciously, people around them, the moment Jesus commanded them to remove the stone, people removed that stone and Lazarus came out from the dead. And this evening, as you are listening to me, God is telling you that there is a specific thing, there is a specific stone in your life or in your family that has to be taken out. That has to be removed and thrown out. And this evening, God is speaking to you. Let's close our eyes. Those who are listening to me this evening Wherever you are I want you to think about your life And I want you to know and realize That there is a reason Why you are not able to experience The blessing of God in your life Why that sickness is following you Over and over again Why there are deaths continually In your family or in your city There is a reason for that Today God is asking you to remove that stone that is preventing that blessing in your family. Why do you think there is often fight? Why do you think there are, there is often misunderstanding in your family? Just simply because there is a stone which is not of God. Which is of the devil that you need to decide. You need to take it out. You need to throw it off. God cannot do anything. Unless you decide to remove that stone. And this evening God has spoken to you. Maybe just through these simple words. But one thing that is very precious, very true today. God cannot bless us if you are not willing to remove that stone. God cannot bring Lazarus out if people around him were not willing to remove that stone. And this evening, God is asking you to remove that stone. I'm just going to pray with you in a moment. As you listen to these words, as the Spirit of God is speaking to you this evening, can you make a commitment at the presence of God telling him Lord I know that this is the stone I know that this is the stone that is preventing my blessing I know that Lord God I'm not blessed today because of this my children are not blessed today because of this Lord I'm not getting the job that I wanted because of this Lord I'm not blessed in my life I'm not blessed in my marriage I'm not blessed Lord just because of this I know that for sure if you know that this evening God is asking you to confess that in the presence of God I'm not asking you to stand up or I'm not asking you to raise your hands wherever you are seated can you just confess that to God this evening I'm sure hundred-percent sure you will see the blessing of God in those areas Enemy has robbed those blessings from your family Enemy has robbed those blessings from your life This evening he is here The one who can bless Israel The one who can bring blessing to his people His own people Is here in the midst of us As you listen to these words Wherever you are God is standing next to you All that you need to do is You need to just take away that stone That is preventing that blessing Hallelujah Hallelujah this evening Spirit of God is telling you, helping you. He is reminding you. He is impressing that in your spirit at this moment. That such and such a reason is the reason for the blessing. Because of that reason, the blessing is prevented in your life. Tell that to Lord. And confess him and tell him, Lord, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. Lord, people around me may not know about it, Lord. Forgive me so that, Lord God, I don't continue to live in that sickness. I don't continue to live in that situation where I don't see blessing. Hallelujah. This evening I see the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is dealing with you this evening as you listen to my word.